0: Very good, erev Shabbat. The parsha begins by Daber Hashem, Moshe LeMoor, Pinchos ben Elazar ben Aron Hakohen, Eishiv es Chamasi Mal ben Yisrael, B'kano Kinosi. Pinchos, the son of Elazar, the grandson of Aron. somehow pacified God's anger when he took it upon himself to stab the uh, head of the tribe of Shimon and the woman of Midian with whom he was cohabiting. And then the Torah says Almost an, as an aside, the name of the man that was smitten, that was killed by Pinchas, Zimri ben Salu, the See Lashimoni. For shame the name of the woman that was involved. So the Torah tells us Kozbi Basur and she was a princess of Midyan. So there's a famous discussion here in the Orach This week was the site of the Orach Haim of Chaim Ben Benishni. One of the great Mephorshim uh, uh, great uh, commentators to the Chumash and uh, usually uh, Kabbalistic, but uh, has a wide range. Uh, uh, very well known in the Ashkenazic world as well. He raises issues. and The first issue is that this bosak is out of place. If the Torah wanted to tell us who the head, who the chief of Shimon was, they could have done it in last week's Parsha, when the Torah describes what Pinchas did. In the last week's Parsha, says, it says, He took the spear in his hand, and he stabbed them, and there the Torah doesn't say who he stabbed. It doesn't mention that it was uh, Zimri and Cosby. Now, when the Ravon Shalom comes and says, he did he know St. Lois Brissi Shalom, I extend to Pinchas a covenant of peace and a covenant of being the Kohen godo and uh, almost all the descendants, all the Kohenim Gedolim in the second temple were descendants of Pinchas over 300 of them so now the Torah identifies the people that he killed so the Rachaim says why didn't it say it before? because that would be the logical place to say it. Here it's an aside, uh, really having nothing to do with what the intent of the Pesach is. The intent of the Pesach is, either he, he knows St. Louis Shalom? And that the colony will come from him? So what difference does it make whether or not it was Zimri ben Salu and Kozvi Basur or not? That question is posed by the Orachim. The Orachayim poses a second question, which is a more uh, deep question. If I can use that word, and I just did. Mm-hmm. I've often said that uh, the Torah itself is intended for a sophisticated audience that's why the Torah has so many facets to it there's so many balls in the air at one time the true Talmud Chacham is a great juggler he has all these different perushim in the air at one time and somehow even though it should be confusing, if not even contradictory, it nevertheless somehow becomes the tapestry of Torah. We are not often able to rise to that occasion. So when we hear uh, an interpretation that does not fit with our traditional view or to put it even more bluntly, is not politically correct today. So we're disturbed by it. So the Chaim raises this question, which is a very sophisticated one. We see that throughout the Chumash, throughout the Torah, the Torah goes out of its way not to identify sinners. Not to tell us the names of the people that sinned. We have in this week's Parsha the story of Tzlofchud. The daughters of Tzlofchud come and they demand the peace of Eretz Israel. Loma Nigora. How can it be that we shouldn't have Eretz Israel? which is a lecture by itself, which you will not get now. <laughs> <laughs> but Laman go how could it be that we don't have to soil? The and they described themselves. They said, o vinu Our father died in the desert. <laughs> he didn't participate in the rebellion of Korach, But in his own sin, he had his own sin and he died in the desert. They don't say what the sin was. The Gemara discusses it. So uh, there's an opinion Rabbi Akiva He was the one that gathered the wood on Shabbos he was mechalal shabbos to Efsia, and he was warned about it, and he did it. He did it Shemayim to to show the greatness of the shabbos or whatever it is, and he died in the desert for that sin. There's another opinion in the Gemara that he was from the Ma'apilim. The Ma'apilim were the uh, Jews that. Uh, Attempted to go up there to Israel early after the Chet and the Maraglim and were defeated by the Canaanites, and 30,000 of them were killed. 30,000 Jews uh, that attempted to do so were destroyed. So that Avinu Mespa Midbor, our father died in the desert, he was from the Ma'apilim. So the Gemara there says, that another Tano said to Rabbi Akiva, What are you doing here? Ha Torah Machape The Torah doesn't tell us who he was. The Torah covers up the story. Vatom And you'd say his name. That's not the derech. That's not the way of the Torah. The Torah doesn't identify sinners. And that's what we say, uh, the mayor's wife, Bruria, the famous Russia, quoted in her name, let sins be destroyed. The word is sins, not sinners. The Torah is not uh, out to do that. So why here, Dorachayim asks, why do we have a special posuk that's seemingly out of place that the Torah goes out of its way to tell us that the man that sinned was Zimri Ben Solu and the woman was Kozbi Basur the sea base of Midyon right? That's the the question that he raises. Uh, The question, if you think about it, is really a solid one. Because we find throughout Tanakh uh, there were kings that sinned. Kings of Israel, kings of Judah. And the tanakh usually says Vayasa Hashem he did evil things the torah doesn't enumerate what he did medrash teaches us gomorrah teaches us legend teaches us but the tanakh itself doesn't uh, is not explicit says he did wrong things. So why here do we have this separate posuk that identifies the sinners and not just the sin? And then we see throughout the Chumash. It says, people complain. The Torah doesn't tell us who complained. But the maraglin they're careful to say in the Torah who the two people were that said good things about Ert Israel, but the other ten people are not listed again. We know that that's what happened to them. But their names don't appear again. Torah doesn't say. We have here a a basic idea which is pretty much foreign to us. Because we live on uh, scandal. The more scandal we can find, the better we feel. Especially of our leaders. It's like the uh, entire purpose of uh, journalism or of media is to uncover scandals. only said one word that if you appoint the parna salat if you appoint someone to a public position you should know kupo shel shratzi mal There's a story there. You don't get to be the president, the prime minister by sitting in Caleb. That never happened. So naturally, there are stories. And in fact, the Torah wants us to appreciate that there are no perfect leaders. And that the Lord should spare us a perfect leader. We had one such, Baishol amelech. It says in the Torah, Ben Shona Shol B'molchom. When Shol was the king, he was one year old. So Gemara says, that doesn't mean he was one year old in terms of age. But he was Noki Mechet. He was clean from sin like a one-year-old. And yet he uh, turned out to be an awful king. And Shmuel had to take the kingdom away from him. David Melech is not necessarily scandal-free. Even though the Gemara says, you misread the situation, but nevertheless, what the Pesach says, it says. Dovranah Melech is perhaps the perfect king. We pray for his return, that his descendants should equal him. So if the entire thrust of the Torah is not to identify the sinner. Not to say it with a full mouth. What happened here? mukah is Zimri Ben Solu. mukah is Kozmi Basur. What is the Torah? The Torah that always goes out of its way to hide the name of people, of sinners. So Neorah Chaim has his answer, which I'll, I'll relate to you in a minute, but it opens the door to thinking generally about an important topic that rarely is discussed and has practical implications today. What do you put in the newspaper? What stories are uh, are on media? What are you allowed to say about a person? And what kind of society does that create? Shonara Chaim says this was all said to emphasize the greatness of Pinchas. If Pinchas would have killed, you know, what shall I say, uh, Stamaju, you know, some Jew. Or uh, the woman would have been, uh, you know, a woman from the street, a woman without a reputation. So it still would have been a miracle and it still would have been a Kiddush Hashem and it still would have been an act of kanaut, of uh, zealotry would have been all of that but it would not have been what Pinchas did to kill a leader of the tribe of Israel So we can imagine that the leader of the tribe of Israel at some sort of protects you. In fact, we find in the Medrash that the tribe of Shimon objected. Rashi himself says that the uh, he was criticized for doing it. The year Zedah was an Obed Vodasura, and you're killing a so in order to emphasize oh, and the same thing to kill Cosby Basur that Midian's going to take you to the Security Council of the United Nations. Midian's not going to let it go. He killed the king's daughter. That's as impolitic as a uh, murder can be. And we see that a war follows. And yet Pinchas did it, the Orachim says. So that's in order to impress us how great the Kiddush Hashem was. That it was against all odds, against all logic. So Gemara says that uh, Moshe and Aaron and the Neshiv Skenim are standing at the door of the Sanhedrin, of their tents, and they're weeping, they're powerless. They can't do anything. And Pinchas is the one that comes and does it. So, uh, Pinchas, uh, you know, uh, You've got too much uh, arrogance. Moshe's not doing anything. Amran's not doing anything. Uh, Lazar is not doing anything. The other uh, heads of the tribes aren't doing anything. The Shivim, Skanim aren't doing anything. Who are you? God says that in order to uh, impress us with the uh, <coughs> gravity of the situation and the extremity of the behavior of Pinchas so therefore the Torah lists for us who will be killed now because now the Torah is going to give him this reward he need no St. Lois Brissi Shalom I give him my covenant of peace. So that's the stream of the Orachaim as to why it is listed. There's another stream that uh, other Meforshin bring here. An interesting stream. It has to do with sinners generally. So the Gemara says there are two types of sinners. There's a sinner that at the last moment does tshuva, Repents from his sins. He knows that he's about to leave the world. He reviews his life. He says, I'm sorry for what I did wrong. So even though he has a long list of negative behavior, to put it mildly. The Gemara Rabbi said, Yesh Olomo He's a Ben He preserved his immortality by doing tshuva at the last moment. There's another type of sinner that even in the last moment, He says, no, I was right. There is no moral code. There is nothing to believe in. And that's what Chazal say. There are evil people that even when the door of Gehenim is open to them, when they can smell the fire they don't care they don't regret what they did I mean, you see that uh, after the Shoah so uh, there were certain Germans who publicly regretted what happened I mean, I'm the to judge I'll judge sincerity or anything, but they publicly regretted it. And there are others that said, no, the only regret is that we didn't finish the job. So there are two streams in Rishoyim. There are two types of Rishoyim. So the Bala Kabbalah say that these two people Zimri and Cosby did tshuva the last minute that Pinchas killed them. And therefore that's why the Torah mentions who they are. To show us that, so to speak, almost no one is irredeemable. Now there's a great question that's raised by Chazal. Are there people who are irredeemable? Can Dr. Mengele do tshuva? Himmler Arafat is that possible? or is the door closed to them? so there also we have ideas that Chazal said so there are there are are statements in Chazal that say, Ain't my speaking beyond of chuva. There are certain sinners that cross such a line that the gate of chuva is closed to them. <coughs> it cannot be. And then the Gomorrah also has uh, cases of great reshoyim that we discussed that uh, did tshuva at the end. You know, there's a a, a piyut that we say on Yom Kippur. <coughs> I'll give you a bad commercial. Sunday night uh, we're having a book launch about uh, my little book on the Elah on Yom Kippur. So on Yom Kippur, there's a piyut that lists all the bali Chuva. Or the Marishan, Kayin, then lists Menashe Melech Israel. And Menashe hemmed Salem Behecho. He put uh, idol worship into the base And Menashe killed Yeshayah Anovi, his grandfather. You know, he's listed amongst the Bali tshuva. Apparently the door for him was not closed. So these Muforshim say that before they died, uh, Zimri and Cosby did shuva. That now doing shuva doesn't mean that you don't pay the penalty. That that would be a uh, misreading of how heaven works. There was a wonderful man that I knew in Miami Beach. And he was always on the edge, so to speak. He did things on the edge. But one of the things that he did that was positive was that he paid tuition in the Hebrew Academy for uh, children whose parents not were poor, but whose parents refused to pay tuition because they didn't want them to go to the Hebrew school and he went anyway. I knew such children. And he paid the tuition for them. And I remember a great Rav came to Miami Beach and met with him regarding other matters and then he said to him, you know he said whatever his name was, he said it in Yiddish he said shmeisen. he said I'm sure they're going to beat the heck out of you but they're going to let you in <laughs> and that remained with me because that's the, such a typical Jewish understanding of the matter. You're not free from getting hit. What you did, you did. Anyone who says that God doesn't care, God will not make a, a plea bargain with you, you missed the point. We are all responsible human beings. So, what's good is good, and what isn't isn't. But in the overall picture, tshuva is going to help. They'll get you in the door. You get you past the malach that stands at the door. So that again. In sophistication, that is a wondrous idea. It explains a lot that goes on in life. after afterlife. The Mepharshim all say it's a halacha in That if you make a eulogy on a person, you're not allowed to say the negative things about him. You know, the old bad joke about the The rabbi did have to give a eulogy to someone that had no good qualities whatsoever. And he didn't know what to say. So he got up and he said he was better than his brother. (laughs) did not allowed to say, you know. He was too tough a businessman. Or that he always quarreled with people you don't say you don't enter at a funeral that ain't a funeral you only hear banalities anyway he loved golf <laughs> but you're not allowed to say negative because how do you know maybe, maybe he got in anyway Because there are bones, there's no limit to God's goodness. There's a limit to human beings, that we know. So, therefore, these informations say that's why their names are mentioned. That's why we have a posing in the Torah, everybody knows that there's a Zimri and there's a Kosbi. If the Torah put you in the Torah so, you know, you're you're immortal. Why? Because they did tshuva. And it was put in to teach us the power of tshuva. That a person should never give up on oneself even at the last moment. Because you never say what's the difference? You should say what I did wrong I'm sorry for and I wish I did better. That counts. In the overall picture that counts. That's a positive thing. And therefore the Torah takes the time and the space to tell us that there was once a man called Zimri Ben Salu. There was once a woman called Cosby Basur who did a very, very bad thing. But nevertheless, I remembered because of the power of Chuva. And we see that by the story of Korach. That B'nai Korach uh, Lomesu. They did tshuva. They're halfway down in the grave and they did tshuva. And in fact, the Mephorshim say, that's why it says Yordu Chaim. They went down in the grave alive. They were still alive so they could do tshuva. They didn't go down dead. So the power of tshuva is pretty much unlimited. And therefore, uh, The Mephoshim say, it says, He didn't know St. Lois Brisi, Shalom. And the word Shalom has a vov in it. In most Sifrei Torah, our custom is that the vov is cut in half. It's not a full vov. To teach us that what Pinchas did is not full peace. It's a Hashem, and Pinchas is rewarded, etc., But it's not the 100%. Killing people eventually doesn't do anything. So all of that lies here in the simple uh, words of the Torah. But there are no simple words of the Torah. The Torah always comes to inspire us and to enable us to see greater things than we thought were present. Shabbat shalom, everyone. There's Pirkei tomorrow. And Sunday night, 8.30, is the book launch. Thank you.